this episode of The Should Life, I am so excited to announce that I'm currently running a super special price for my one-on-one two-hour inner voice sessions. These sessions are typically $222. Right now, they are $88. If you've been curious about connecting with your inner voice, or if you're experienced with inner voice work, this is perfect for you. These virtual sessions are also recorded, so you're able to go back and listen to the guidance of your inner voice again and again. Clients show up to inner voice sessions with questions big and small. Concerns about body image, money, career, family, relationships, global issues, and so much more. And their inner voice always comes through to provide them with exactly what they need. Stop letting the mind keep you running in circles and allow your intuition to guide you instead. Head to nomoreshouldlife.com and click on inner voice sessions to learn more and schedule your inner voice session. I'll see you there. of the should life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking about relationships and the inner voice. Let's get into it. Hey gorgeous, what is going on? So good to be chatting with you again. Today I want to pop on, why am I saying pop on? I hate that. Okay. <laughs> This is not an Instagram live. This is a podcast episode. Just get your shit together. Okay. So I want to talk about something that has been on my mind. And it's kind of been something that I've been journaling about. I've been processing on my own. And my mind was telling me this is not something that I should be bringing to the podcast um, for various reasons. One, it just feels really vulnerable. But I think that that's an indication that this is exactly what I need to be sharing because when I get brave enough to allow my inner voice to guide what it is I need to do versus listening to the fears of my mind, magic always happens. So here we go. All right. So As you know, right now I am still in the process of recovering from my endometriosis excision surgery and hysterectomy. I am, let me look at the date, wow, I am one month and one day out of my, um, from the date of my surgery. Really, I am feeling so good. I cannot wait till like the 12 week mark, which is where I'm kind of officially supposed to be kind of cleared to do like everything. Um, And I really can't wait to see as the next, you know, four, I would say like three to six months progress. And I'm really, really hopeful that I can live a life that I have never even imagined for myself, that I've never experienced for myself, which is one of less pain or no pain at all. I'm I'm really optimistic. So this is where I am right now, just to give you kind of a frame of reference. 
I'm kind of debating if I should start at the beginning or if I should start where I am now. Okay, I'm going to start where I am now and then I'm going to go back. So because this is going to give you an understanding of kind of what is going on in in my brains right now. And what is going on right now is that I'm now getting bills for the surgery, right? This is in America. This is what happens. I am um, grateful and privileged enough to have insurance. And so whatever insurance doesn't cover, here we go. This is what you owe, right? Okay, so this is what's happening right now. And Joe, who is my husband, we got married in May of last year. So it's been, I don't know, what, like six months? Maybe a little more than that. And up until now, you know, we've been splitting. I mean, really until since we moved in together, which was, what, 2019, we've been splitting everything 50-50, which is very comfortable for me. We have kept, you know, our bank account separate. And now that we're married, I still need to change my name. My goal is to get my name changed this month. Please hold me to that. Um, once I change my name, we're going to do like one joint bank account. That'll be kind of like our main account, right? This is just a decision that we've made. We've talked about it. We both feel comfortable with this. We're both like very consenting to this. And we're going to have our own separate accounts, but our main account is going to be our joint account. And as Joe has seen various bills come through for the surgery, he has reminded me, okay, make sure that you put all of your bills on our, like we call it our board, um, which is just an app that we use that splits everything. Make sure that you put that on the board so that then, you know, it's split between us. And it's really amazing my gut reaction to that, that request, which is no, (laughs) absolutely not. I am not having you pay half of this surgery for me. (laughs) which is what it feels like. And this has really opened my eyes. It's amazing, like these different points in time in our relationship that I thought that I had done a lot of work to even be in this relationship in the first place, which I have, and I'm going to go into that. But it's always amazing the like cracks (laughs) or the points in which I have more work to do that reveal themselves throughout our relationship. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm really thankful for it because otherwise I'm just flying blind. This is how it works. When when the mind um, is running the show, we have our blinders on to triggers and to areas in which our soul, our inner voice is really yearning for us to grow and expand to become the person that we desire to be, the person that we can be this and live this abundant, full existence, full of love. So this insight to this gut, like me observing my gut reaction to his request to split my surgical bills has made me very aware that I have work to do in this area. So it's 
where this stems from is I have had to do everything on my own for so long, right? I have, you know, we got married when I was 38 years old. So that entire time, I have had to fend for myself. I've had to do everything for myself. I've had to pay everything on my own. And honestly, I'm including my past marriage in that. I was married before for like two and a half years. Um, but even then, I was in fight or flight mode. It was very like a survivor mentality in that relationship. Um, he was very he was not a money person. Um, he was very irresponsible financially and that left me feeling like I couldn't trust another person on for many reasons, but a big one was finances. So I left that marriage as many, as many people and especially women do in a lot of debt that may or may not have really been like my responsibility. Okay. So this is kind of where this has been my existence. This has been the state of my nervous system for, you know, my entire adult life or like, you know, when I started working, when I, you know, I got my first job at like 16. So I've always had to do everything by myself. And I, I wouldn't say that I consider myself super like fiscally responsible in some areas yes and in other areas no so I have never really existed in a true partnership and now that I have a true partner in life what I'm realizing is that I need to be able to receive in this partnership so the other part of that is my stuck belief that this illness, this chronic illness is my own. It's like my own burden that I have to take on. And part of carrying that burden is that I have to pay, literally pay for the cost of it. And I know that this is causing me so much struggle. Like me, I am creating this struggle for myself because here is my partner saying, yes, this is, this is what needs to happen. We are splitting this bill because we are in a partnership. And my resistance to it is creating an internal resistance. It's causing an internal battle. It's causing me to struggle. And what I'm also doing is I am like sectioning myself off from him. I am separating myself from him, from this partnership, in order to struggle alone. Because what I'm realizing is that is part of my comfort zone, is to struggle alone, to feel alone, to feel like I have to do everything for myself. This is huge. This is huge. And when we are not able to see ourselves as the observer of our life and we just like unconsciously walk around allowing our triggers allowing the mind that's trying to protect us the mind is trying to protect me in this case 
Can you see that? Because I can, right? The mind is trying to keep me safe from the vulnerability, from being exposed in being vulnerable by letting someone else, my husband, my partner in life, to help me. And if I were to allow the mind to run this decision for me, I would be separating myself, isolating myself from my partner who is, it's not even like he's desiring to help me. It's, he sees it as we're a partnership. This is us. It's us versus the world. So of course, this is what is going to happen is you have a medical bill and it is now ours. I am then, if I were to continue to allow my mind to run this decision, I would continue to separate my partner and I would be struggling and suffering in silence. Because this is my comfort zone. The the discomfort that comes with receiving the discomfort that comes from opening up and being vulnerable in this area of my life to my mind is more uncomfortable than separating myself from my partner. So when I talk about, and I think I I know I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, that that the mind wants to keep us safe. And I think that when I say that, I think that it's very easy to assume that that safety is like a good thing, that that safety is true safety. But that is not always the case. Can you see that in this example? That the mind thinks it's doing a good job for me right now. The mind thinks that it's really actually truly protecting me from pain and heartache. But what it's actually do, doing is separating me from my fully expressed self, from my deepest desires. So this space of quote unquote comfort is hurting me. And so to choose to honor what is what is in my best interest, what my inner voice is telling me is the next best step, is going to feel uncomfortable. So even if our next best step is safety, is joy, that doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt like a bitch or that those old patterns that we have deeply, deeply ingrained in us of running, of fleeing, of I have to do this by myself, I have to suffer alone, of sinking into ourselves, that no one else is going to be here for me at the end of the day, those, those old patterns are still going to try to show up. Why? Because the mind is always going to be there. This also makes me reflect on when Joe and I first met. 
So when we met, I was at the point of my life where I had I had been alone. I had done a ton of work around my attachments to being in a relationship. What I what it meant to my mind to be in a relationship versus to be single. And I was truly in a space in my life where I was at peace, like true peace with being alone for forever, if that was the case. So I had completely released the outcome that I would ever have a partner. And I was very much okay with that. So that's really how we both approached this relationship. Because Joe had a really... I think that he had a really healthy um, belief system around being single when we met. So we really both approached our relationship from the beginning, very disconnected from any outcome. And before and after each date, I would always check in with myself that I was going to be true, like my true authentic self. And after the date that I was my true authentic self. And as long as I could always answer that question with a yes, I was okay with whatever the outcome was. I was okay if he totally ghosted me. I was okay if we kept going because we were both our authentic selves. So this also gave me the ability to be really vulnerable and open with him. And we really saw each other. Um, Okay, I also have to say, because I feel like this is making our relationship sound like it was like perfect, because this wasn't like a love at first sight situation. This took time and deliberateness and intentionality. And The relationship itself, like with the two of us, when the two of us were together, it was amazing. But in the background, when it was me by myself and I was processing everything that was happening for me, like all of the triggers, um, it was not it was not pretty. I will just say that because I really was kind of like a freaking hot mess most of the time on like in the background because what I realized was what I had been asking for and preparing for all of a sudden was right in front of me and that scared the absolute shit out of me. This relationship was everything that I had told myself that I wanted but those deeply engraved ingrained patterns of my past relationships, the relationships that were modeled for me, they were so impulsive. They were so, they were on the tip of my tongue or they were on my fingertips, like in the form of a text. And these patterns were so ingrained in me. And because I I knew I wanted something different for myself. I knew that I wanted a type of relationship that I had never seen modeled for me, that I had never experienced for my future self. That is what kept me coming back to my inner voice for guidance. 
And I continued to process. I continued to release more and more emotional marshmallows. This is a tool that I teach where we are releasing, and this is what I did for myself. I released my own triggers, belief systems, and emotions that were physically stuck within my physical body that would keep me in those deeply ingrained modeled states and patterns that I no longer wanted for myself. Um, I did a lot of somatic work and I did a lot of inner voice work. So as you can see that even though I did all of that work leading up to even meeting Joe, which then opened me up to experience and reveal to me more triggers. <laughs> this is the beautiful thing is like, this is what, <laughs> this is what a lot of our healing and our healing journeys and our healing evolutions look like is it's not you reach a certain state and then you're like evolved. Now I'm, now I've made it. I don't have anything else to learn. It's that we get these amazing tools in our toolkit and then this relationship that we've been asking for and that we've been doing the inner work to receive shows up for us, which then what? Then triggers the shit out of us and opens our eyes to more layers that need to be released. And so we release and we release and we release and then the relationships get just gets better and more juicy. And it's like, holy shit, I didn't even think that this was possible. And then <laughs> for me, then I get to marry this person. And now <laughs> fast forward, these bills show up and this amazing partner tells me, yes, of course, we're splitting this. And then more triggers, more patterns show up, more emotions show up, more layers show up that are ready to now be released. This is where I'm finding myself. And this is the thing. We always have a choice. Always. It may not feel like it. The mind may not tell us that we do. But when you are able to tap into your inner voice, your inner voice will be there to show you the next best step to show you options that the mind would have never been able to even fathom. And what I'm finding is that I right now have a choice to make. This choice is to soften. You know, I can, I can harden. I can isolate right now. That is a choice that I can make. I am a sovereign being. I can make that choice. And I can choose to soften. I can choose to receive. And as you can tell, <laughs> softening feels really fucking scary right now. And I know that this is what needs to happen. That this is going to lead me to something even deeper and more amazing. This isn't a but, this is an and. It feels really scary and I know this is what needs to happen. 
It's what will lead me to what's on the other side of softening, which is what? Maybe ease, maybe sinking deeper into trust, all of these other things that I that I do desire for myself to be able to receive this safety that I have said that I've wanted for so long, this trust that I know that my body really is deeply craving. And this is the thing. It's here. It's all here. You can probably see it because you're a third party. This is the beauty of having a a coach, a third party, a neutral third party. It's here. It's all here for me. All I have to do is be able to receive it. So my friend, what are some areas of your life where you are, that you are coming back to patterns that may not make you proud of yourself, that you know are not in alignment with who it is you desire to be? And how can you recognize that? And how can you start to shift it? Sink into your inner voice and you will find the answers. much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe. That's Jessica.LeeLeigh.Labe, L-A-I-B, and my website at NoMoreShouldLife.com. If you're ready to activate your intuition and start living your soul-aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.